1: The rumor winds involving the Dodgers and a reunion with Ryan Brazier have continued to swirl as LA now has a roster spot open and a potential role open in the bullpen following the trade of Yancey Almonte. Will the Dodgers fill that role? Will they make one more move this offseason? Josh Hader, Kenley Jansen, a couple names we've heard of late, or will they go with what they already have in the bullpen as it stands? I I believe that might be the best bet, and I'm going to talk about that right now on another edition of the All-Dodgers podcast. First, my name is Clint Pacius. You can find me as Real Frg on the social media things. Uh, links are in the description, including links to listen to this as a podcast only version of the show. I'm a longtime baseball writer and sports editor. I've covered the Dodgers for years uh, for DodgersNation.com, for SportsIllustrated.com, and now I'm here covering the Dodgers on this YouTube channel. So please uh, consider subscribing to the channel. It really helps out. Um, well, it helps me sleep at night if we get those subscribes. Uh, up a little bit giving a thumbs up really helps it out in the YouTube algorithms commenting on the video I want to know your guys thoughts I try to respond to as many uh, of the comments as I can um, all right all the plugging is out of the way let's get into this Dodgers bullpen so outside of re-signing Joe Kelly the Dodgers haven't really done much to bolster the bullpen the bullpen outlook for the 2024 season and you know that might be by design Andrew Friedman, the front office, they told us this. They told the media this uh, right after getting swept by the Diamondbacks in the playoffs. They were asked about the bullpen. They were asked about bringing some guys back, and they said they liked the state of, of where, where it was at at that point. They said they might try to add one or two pieces, and so far, yeah, one of those pieces has been added in the, uh, in the re-signing of Joe Kelly, so their actions are definitely backing up their words this offseason. And in the spirit of backing up their words and re-signing Joe Kelly and maybe one or two guys, Ryan Brazier would fall into that category for sure. So, Ryan Brazier... Recently, John Heyman of the New York Post, Mike D. Giovanna of the Los Angeles Times, have linked Brazier to the Dodgers in a reunion. Uh, I think it was D. Ivana who said uh, they remain firmly in the mix. Also in the mix: the Cubs, the the Angels, the the Rangers, the Orioles, and the Cardinals. Nothing has moved. Nothing has changed at this point in time. I'll say I loved Ryan Brazier in L. A. He really solidified a a god awful bullpen last year. Um, but at this time, the Dodgers just might have some guys in place that they would prefer to give opportunities to in spring training and you know, early in games to start the season. Maybe even give them a month, month and a half to kind of see what they have and, and figure it out. We've heard a lot about Blake Trinit and J.P. Eyes in this offseason. Um they are coming off of a pair of their own individual shoulder injuries. Obviously, you can't do shoulder surgeries together. They had the surgery. They're expected to be ready for spring training. Dan, Dan Hudson was another guy who has the, the bad old man knees, which I, I totally feel and respect. He re-signed on a minor league deal this offseason. He's somebody that is going to be trying to compete for a role. He's trying to continue his career Um. So he's an option, provided, again, his knees hold together. One thing working in Brazier's favor is that he is known healthy. He is a healthy human being. He is a healthy commodity. Trinan, FireEisen, Hudson, they're not. Even if the reports have been positive of late out of Dodgers camp so a couple things working against Brazier and I'll open with uh, I guess a positive you know at the right price why would you not want him back he he could be looking for five to nine million a year on a one-year deal uh there haven't been very many reports about or haven't been any reports about what he's exactly looking for but you know the question is is that too much too much uh, uh you know added salary for the Dodgers if they're also reportedly looking to add a closer type which again, we've ha- we have heard reports about this. Fansided's uh, Robert Murray went off about it uh, last week, saying the Dodgers were looking to add a starting pitcher. Which that one everybody knows, maybe a shortstop? Question mark and potentially a closer. So let's talk closers. So I wouldn't be in all Dodgers video if I didn't talk about Josh Hader. The Dodgers have been linked to Hader and rumors for most of the winter it feels like or at least a good good chunk of the winter it feels like kenley jansen loosely as well of late but a little more on him in a minute uh again we've talked a lot about josh Hader over the last month which really does feel crazy and it's mostly because his market seems really really thin up to this point um the yankees are a match, according to Jim Bowden of the Athletics. So do with that what you will. Doesn't mean very much to me. Uh the Rangers entering the offseason made a lot of sense. They need a closer, but they're not spending. They haven't spent anything really this offseason. They're waiting for their uh their their network deal, their regional sports network deal to kind of get figured out, like a number of teams are doing. So if the Dodgers want to spend big, we're talking 20 to 22 million annually for the next five years that's the type of money they say the reports say that josh Hader is looking for so if they're looking to spend you know big money then sure Hader would be a huge boost to this dodgers bullpen he's a lefty which they they desperately need uh he's a closer which they might want it's nice to have you know that closer sheen and he lets evan phillips move back into a proper fireman role where he has excelled. He has been electric for this Dodgers team for the last couple of years. But a big thing about Hader is, you know, is he the type of player this team wants in its clubhouse right now, this coming season? They've they've clearly done some work to alter the the state of the clubhouse over the last couple of years. Um, we talked about this in a recent live stream. My friend AJ Gonzalez, another longtime baseball writer, he brought up a, a really good point in a recent live stream. All Dodgers live every Monday and Thursday most of the time. Uh, let's play that clip and then we'll kind of you know continue on about the hater or wrap up the hater and talk Kenley Jansen.
2: I think the biggest issue with the Josh Hader thing is uh not his past i don't care anymore um it's uh you know we saw max muncie make that comment the other day about guys caring about their individual stats that's and that's a really josh Hader kind of came under fire for comments like that uh you know when he blew a save he said something like i don't like going on back-to-back days it's kind of unfair because that's a fair thing to say especially in 2023 major league baseball relievers don't Always go back to back or do two innings and then a back to back night. But when you make a comment like that on a team where their culture was just ugly, you know, the vibes were <laughs> yeah. bad as the kids say. That um, is a good point. That comment that comment I think is following him around this in this offseason
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: So when it comes to Hader and the Dodgers, it seems like there would be a few things strongly working against a deal coming together. Yeah, the cost, that's one. That's a lot of money. They already have a lot of money invested in this team. And the character just might not be a fit for what they're looking for in L.A., At this point in time. Plus, you know, let's throw in a bonus. Kind of has that Padres taint all over him. And I don't know that we want that after that, uh, as AJ said, kind of ugly season they had down in San Diego. There's your hater talk. Let's talk Kenley Jensen. I said I'd talk about Kenley quickly, so let's do that. There have been some uh, loose connections, we'll say to Kenley of late. John Heyman recently wrote the New York Post that he is, quote, indeed available and wouldn't look bad in a Dodgers uniform. Yeah, sure, whatever. But he's also uh, going, He's making a lot of money in 2024. And the rumors on Kenley have mostly leaned The Red Sox, they want to cut payroll, and they're trying to trim some payroll in his $16 million salary in 2024. uh, That's a nice chunk of change. They would like to cut some of that. Um, The things you don't necessarily like about Kenley and the things that make me not seeing a reunion happen, not seeing a trade happen here, it's just really hard to envision the Dodgers adding significant payroll for an aging veteran, for an aging closer, an older closer, he's 36 with one and a half pitches in his arsenal and a three and a half ERA over his last couple of years. It's just, it's not, you can, they can do better. They might already have better down in the minor leagues. We'll talk more about that in a second. So there's the Brazier, Hater, Jansen talk. And now I'm going to tell you about why they don't need any of these. They don't need any of those guys. They don't need to add anyone. The bullpen can be great as is in 2024. So here's a list of all the names and bodies that uh, that they do have at their disposal at the moment. Yeah, you have your primary right-handed pitchers with Evan Phillips, Joe Kelly, Bruce Dark Gratterall. All of those guys will have opportunity opportunities to earn some saves. You look at the left-handed pitcher uh, side of things. Alex Vessio will again enter the season as the primary lefty option. Caleb Ferguson will be in the, uh, his lefty option or uh, uh, role again. Ryan Yarbrough will be sort of the everyman. He will open some. He will start some. He might even start the season in the starting rotation. They have not the the you know, the offseason hasn't finished yet, and they say they want to add a starting pitcher. Yarbrough's there. He's getting paid decently after uh you know agreeing to his arbitration deal. He's somebody that could make sense in that starting rotation. He could also Fill a middle relief role. He's going to be an important swing man for this team. A couple dudes on the 40 man who are going to be around as I labeled them. Ricky Venasco, Gus Varland. Uh, you know, they'll be riding that AAA Express. They're going to be picking up those frequent flyer miles in 2024. Um, the main guys, the guys that they are. Going to be looking at. And I already mentioned these guys earlier. The, the expected to be ready group, which is Blake Trine and JP Eisen They're going to be relying on those guys. They're going to be expecting those guys to break camp with the team uh for opening day, whether that be in Korea or LA. You know, we look at this really as having two opening days this coming. Uh, this coming. Uh, what do you call that? March. So. Those are going to be very important pieces for this team. Dan Hudson could be another one, if he's if he's ready. If the knees hold up, he could sneak in and you know put together a very very important uh, season, or or could play a very important role for the Dodgers this season. The the other big guys. Before we look at the uh, you know we'll say the lefties that, that could fill in roles down the road. And then there's a group of the the waiting in the wings guys, the Michael Grove who we've seen, and I hope they don't have him starting ever again. He should just stay in the bullpen and let it eat from there with, with his uh, his fastball that ticks up when he's pitching out of the bullpen and that slider, just let him keep developing that. Uh, all of these guys first, we'll say in the right-handed, pitching side of things, pitching side of things, Kyle Hurt, could play an important role for this team this year. Now it depends on how they want to use him. Yeah, he was starting for most of last year. He he puts up gaudy strikeout numbers. I, I spoke with uh, Casey Porter of Dodgers Daily in a video last week or recently. I'll say go check it out. I'll try to link it uh, right 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 about here, but it'll also be linked in the description. We talk about Kyle Hurt and how um, how nasty that dude is. And where will his future lie? I think his best future is going to be in the bullpen, is going to be as a back end of the, the bullpen type of dude. Because he's he's, he's nasty. This is, uh, according to sources, my eyes, he's pretty damn nasty. Some Dodgers fans also saw that at the end of uh, last year when he made his debut for that one game. Landon Knack, another guy, Dodgers draftee, 2019 up and down minor league career, but he's really going all in this winter. He spent a, a, a number of days, a number of weeks at Dodger Stadium working out, um, getting in front, getting in front of important eyes that need to see him in terms of the Dodgers coaching staff. Dino Ebel's been at Dodger Stadium as he usually is. If you're looking at a uh, Landon Knack to play, um, to to make his debut and and be useful to the team. In not a trade, it's going to probably be in a bullpen role. Nick Frasso is another name. I'll also throw in Emmett Sheehan, who could be in a bullpen role. Who could, if the if the team is desperate, pitch in relief. But both of those guys, Frasso and Sheehan, will definitely um, be starting. They should be starting because this team needs to have starting pitching depth somewhere available. The lefty side of things, the left-handed pitching side of guys who could be waiting in the wings this year. Three names to kind of think about or kind of have in the back of your brain. And this is another thing we talked more in depth about on the video, on the the collab I did with uh, Casey Porter, Dodgers Daily. Three names to know, John Rooney, Alec Gamboa, Ronan Kopp. Just remember those names if you want to know more about them. Again, watch that video or down in the uh, description thing there. Uh, One last one to throw out, and then I'll kind of button up my thoughts, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Down the road, maybe an option, just maybe, down the road, in the bullpen could be Dustin May. Had the, the July Tommy John surgery, it's a second surgery, you would presume they're going to slow play him, but even if they slow play him, could pop-up in September, and you would hope that they don't try to start him anymore. I don't think his elbow can hold up to a starting role. I want to do a whole separate video, deep-ish dive on, on Dustin May and how his future may be best in uh, in relief, but you have Dustin May with that nasty, uh, that nasty movement uh, pitching in the eighth or ninth inning. You could look real nice in October if this team needs it. So the obvious areas of need or area of need is a lockdown lefty reliever. But if Vessia can put together a consistent season, if he could do what he did more in the second half of last season or really what we saw out of him in 2022, this team is going to be golden. My opinion, they also need to stop using this. Is, these are you know areas of need or areas of concern. They need to stop using Caleb Ferguson as an opener. I think it messes him up. I think it does not help him at all. He was he was really just so damn good over the first couple of months of the season last year. And then everything sort of fell apart for him. And I mean, it didn't completely fall apart, but he he fell out of favor with the team in some ways. And he just did not seem very happy in his role, not exactly knowing what his role is. So just don't use him as an opener anymore. Where things can can go sideways for this group, for this unit that we just talked about before. Yeah, if Trinan isn't ready, if he's not good, if JP Fireizen is not ready, if he's not good, if they these guys can't get major league pitch or major league hitters out at a consistent level, that's a problem. Now you are really um you're really thinning your depth. And that's where you worry, like, maybe they should have gone all in on Hayter. Maybe they should have really pushed to re Ryan Brazier if they don't end up doing that. Dan Hudson's going to be the nice-to-have. Hopefully he works out, but that's where the, the state of the bullpen is. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of positive, uh, um, we'll say positive notes coming out of Dodger camp, as I said, about those guys, about the the sort of... Wild cards in the bullpen, but they're not even wild cards. They're allegedly supposed to be very important pieces of this bullpen. But those are my thoughts. I think this bullpen is going to be okay. I would not be surprised to see them add one more. I would not be surprised to see them add a couple of guys in in uh, um, you know on minor league deals, non roster invitees, some guys who could find a way to sneak onto the opening day roster. Not very likely, but guys who will be around waiting in the wings also of older, you know, minor league type dudes will say who could play a role for this team. But I want to know what you guys think about uh, the bullpen sound off in the comments below. Do you still did, did I give you any sort of uh, what am I looking for? Did I make you feel better about the bullpen? Would you rather see them go out and, and spend heavy and go get Josh Hader? Do you think Josh Hader fits on this team? Are you all in on them bringing back Ryan Brazier? Would you like to see a Kenley Jansen reunion? I want to hear your guys' thoughts in the comments below. My name is Clint Pasillas. Again, find me as RealFRG on the social media things. Thank you for watching. If you haven't subscribed, please consider hitting that subscribe button. Giving this video a thumbs up really helps out the channel. And again, your comments also help out. And it makes for a more fun and more exciting Dodgers community going on here on the YouTube